0: How to Use the Anchoring Bias to Get a Negotiation Off to a Good Start In the world of negotiating, there's a number of classic questions that we all deal with each time that we start a negotiation. One of the biggest is whether or not we should be the ones who make a first offer. The answer to this question is generally yes. Lots of research has gone into what's called the anchoring bias, and it tells us that no matter what negotiation styles and negotiating techniques are being used, we should be the ones who move first. What is anchoring in negotiation, you ask? In a negotiation on either price or another issue, the party who moves first typically benefits by anchoring the discussion that follows on their offer, even If the anchor is arbitrary, the reason that the anchoring bias is considered a bias is because it distorts our judgment, especially in a negotiation where the bargaining zone is unclear. This knowledge of the anchoring bias in negotiation can help us make and respond to first offers more effectively. Compatible issues and how they impact the anchoring bias. When two parties are negotiating multiple issues, the negotiator who identifies a so-called compatibility issue when making the first offer loses the advantage of moving first. A compatible issue is one in which the parties have the same preference. However, when negotiators mention a compatible issue, the first offer advantage turns into a disadvantage. Why? Because those who learned that their preferences were compatible on this key issue sometimes pretend that they're actually at odds on the issue and use it to extract concessions. So, what's the lesson here? To anchor effectively before negotiating, try to identify high-priority issues on which you and the other party share the same preferences and then exclude these issues from your first offer. Justifications and how they impact the anchoring bias. When you're presenting the first offer in a negotiation, you might assume that the other side will find the offer more persuasive if you make the effort to back it up with a justification. A carefully reasoned argument is bound to be more compelling than just a cold, stark number, right? You would be wrong. Researchers have found that when it was easy for negotiators to generate counter-arguments, they were less receptive to the other side's initial offer or anchor. The seller's persuasion efforts were more successful when buyers had to work harder to remember the seller's arguments. Thus, easy-to-counter arguments trigger a backlash in the form of simple counter-arguments. How to Use the Anchoring Bias to Improve Negotiating Outcomes So, how can we use anchoring bias to get what we want in a negotiation? The first thing that we need to learn how to do is to pause before we start persuading. When the other side can easily come up with counter-arguments, your justification for an anchor may backfire on you. Negotiators may be more receptive to novel information that you provide, such as a newly lowered price or confidential company data. During a negotiation, you will need to be ambitious, and even though it generally pays to aim high to take advantage of the anchoring basis, try to avoid making an opening offer that could offend or stress out the other side. I understand that it can be hard to do, but during your next negotiation, you're going to have to think beyond the price. More often than not, the anchoring bias typically refers to price anchoring, but you can think more broadly about how to anchor discussions in your favor. Asking the other side to agree to put a contentious issue on the table, for example, should dramatically increase your chances of reaching your goals on that issue and may allow you to create value from both sides through trade-offs. You need to remember to not avoid the challenge. Making the initial offer poses clear risks for you during your negotiation, yet research suggests that in many contexts, those who drop the first anchor do better than those who tr- must Try to overcome it. Use this information to your advantage and become a first mover in your next negotiation. What all this means for you. There are many things about negotiating that are fixed long before we show up at the table. One of those things is called the anchoring bias. What this bias is talking about is the simple fact that the first party to make a concrete offer sets the tone for the rest of the principal negotiation. Although doing this may sound like a simple thing to accomplish, there's actually a lot involved in doing it correctly. One of the things that we need to be careful of are what are called compatibility issues. These are negotiating issues in which both sides pretty much agree on. If we make the first offer on one of these issues, it can turn on us. We also have to be careful not to provide the other side with too much justification for the offers that we make to them. If it becomes easy for them to make a counteroffer to us based on what we've told them, Then they will. When we're using the anchoring bias, we want to make sure that we're making novel offers to the other side. Try not to offend the other side with your opening offer, and if at all possible, try to make it not about price. As negotiators, we need to find a way to get over our fear of going first and making the first offer in a negotiation. By doing this, we can cause the anchoring bias to start to work in our favor. If we've done our research and if we've avoided any situations in which the anchoring bias could work against us, then we'll be well on our way to getting the deal that we want.